Hey. Hey, guy. Lady. How's your rest? Are you resting? Are you resting right? Uh, well, if not, and maybe even if you are and you're looking to get a new bed, Sattva mattresses are the way to go. Um, again, I haven't, me and Moses haven't arrived yet, but Tom Segura and his lovely wife, Christine, use the mattresses and they say they're amazing. You want to go to smarterbed.com. That's smarterbed.com. And uh, say, and then mention that you heard about us on the Champs. Um, so that, you know, so people know what's up. It's, here's the thing about Sattva. It's the leading online luxury mattress brand. They design, manufacture, and they install luxurious, eco-friendly mattresses in homes. Uh, most mattresses cost two grand. Theirs cost eight ninety nine. Okay, and it's not like they just dump it at your house. They they install it for you and take your old mattress away. Uh, so that's excellent. And if you don't like it, they have a ninety day return policy. So you can, or I'm sorry, seventy five day. So don't you know? Don't don't wait too long. Um, they're not just like, like I said, not just dump. They're good. Uh, they're well constructed. It's they're individually wrapped comfort coils, uh, dual perimeter edge support system that provides anti-sag support, uh, for durability and more sleep service, lumbar support, steel coil based, all that organic cotton. Who doesn't love organic cotton? So, uh, go to smarterbed.com. And get yourself a Sattva mattress and mention the champs on checkout. Okay? All right. Thank you. Okay. So here's the other thing I want to say. Everybody always asks, you know, like on this, in the world, they'll be like, when can I come see you per- perform? When can I come support you? I actually need your support September 9th. I'm doing a show at Largo in L.A. Um called three mics it's uh, i put three mics on stage space them out and one at a time i do stand up then i do one liners that i can never fit in my act and then i do like emotional stories uh on the middle mic and uh it got very well reviewed in montreal it's fun to do you'll learn about me stuff i don't normally talk about uh certainly not in stand up and mostly not on podcasts and uh it's good so go to largo-la.com and and get tickets September 9th, 2015. Okay? Bye. Now you're fucking with the champs. Hi. Hey, ladies, we're doing some fucked up shit here right now. Uh, trying, to, trying to periscope this bitch. I think if we just do the podcast and let the periscope speak for itself, I think that would be hot. Um, our guest today is none other than Nicole Byer, who I just referred to as Byers. In, it's okay. A lot on of people Twitter. call me that. I'm not but the first? Yeah, but it's not right. It's but not it's right. Okay. That don't make it right. It's not right, but it's okay. <laughs> we don't um, make it anyway. Mm, what song was that? Fucking Tony Braxton, challenge me. <laughs> Come at me with my nineties hip hop practice. Hi Neil, how are you? Hi buddy, how are you? Good to see you. Oh, I can't complain. Everything's good. I had a bad hair moment, so I bought a hat on the way to the podcast. Is that true? Yeah, I was supposed to go get my hair cut across the street, and it didn't end up happening. So then I bought. A I hat. like that you. Where did you get that hat? That looks. That's such a Moshe hat. I'm in a good position that I know where the Moshe hat orbit is. Everywhere <laughs> I go, Supreme or something. Goren Brothers. Where's that? Right down the street at Larchmont. If anybody wants a hat, 
You know what they did? Thank you so much. You know what they did? They do this thing, which I don't like, which is what what these new uh, companies do when you go to shop with them. They go, okay, great. And what's your name? First and last name? Social security number? Uh, Personal address? Uh, How many sexual partners have you had? used to do a joke about that, where he'd be like, I'm not going to tell you. And they're like, he goes, what's it for? And they're like, it's just for the future. He's like, it's fucking for something. Like he, which I think it's he to really send thinks. you coupons. But they Come never, on. I've never gotten a coupon. Go to DSW. They'll send you oh, yeah? coupons. All right. That's di- well, they'll, yeah, they'll, I guess they'll send girls coupons. All right. Let's talk to our <laughs> That sultry voice you're hearing on the podcast. It's uh, mm. from Girl Code and from a bunch of other stuff. It's Nicole Byer, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Right? You're supposed to cheer you for nice, yourself? Yeah, you have to. Who else you got, will? You got a nice pitch, baby girl. Oh, thank you, but yeah. I cannot sing. Is that true? It's very true. I'm tone deaf. Um, What's now, your singing voice like? Mine? Yeah. you got. I've actually been singing a joke now, and I have a decent baritone. Can we hear just the punchline of the singing part? No. I almost right. did it That's for fair. a second. No, you're right. You yeah. were right not to do it. That was a good <laughs> I choice. I almost did it, and it was like, no, I'm not, I can't do that. Will, you, a, will you sing uh, just a little bit? Of a song that you've made yeah, some, up? Not the oh. punchline, but something else okay. instead. Something? Um, well, give me a song that's not from my act. Well, what about the Tony Braxton song that was referenced earlier? That's not the right key. Okay. <laughs> um, what about Unbreak My Heart? That's pretty deep. Unbreak my heart. Oh, yeah, you have a beautiful Say voice. love me again. Well, that's the last episode Did of I the Champ Podcast you? of all time. Uh, listen to me. Yes. I had a girlfriend one time. Come on. That's the full story. I that's had a girlfriend a one story. time. I for her birthday I made a video commercial for a fake CD of me singing her songs. That's so sweet. Aww. It was the goddamn best. It's I it's got to be top 10 of all time. I mean it's my best, the best shit I've ever given. But uh everyone in the studio was like, "Oh shit, that's hot." That's so romantic. Yeah, it was really What's good. the most romantic thing you've ever done or had done for you? Oh boy. Uh, that's such a hard question. Nobody's romantic with me. Uh, I made a 9-11 joke to this guy that I was talking to, and then I didn't hear from him for like two hours, and then he apologized because he was like, I'm sorry I worried you that I was sensitive about 9-11 jokes, and that was kind of romantic. <laughs> <laughs> that's just nice. I don't yeah. know if that's romantic. That's just I, a nice thing that a guy... That's not even that nice. It's kind of cute. I had okay. a girl once. Uh, I was. She asked. She kept asking me out. And I was in, this was back when I was in AA pretty, pretty hardcore. And I had this sponsor that would, that really would like to micromanage my behavior. He would have me call him every day and run something by him. And we got to the degree where it got awkward. So you'd have to like come up with something. So finally I go, I guess there's this girl that keeps asking me out and I'm not attracted to her. So I keep saying no, and I don't know what to do. And he goes, well, how has your best instinct been? uh, You know, how has that been allotting you so far? I was like, I guess not good. I'm single, I guess. He goes, well, I think you should go out with her. Yeah. And I was like, okay. What's the thing in AA where it's like take reverse action or counteraction? Where it's like whatever you want to do, don't do that. And I was like, in in any of these 12 step programs, like, no, that's not going to help. That's how I got here. Well, don't go. Also, there's another thing, even a deeper wisdom than AA, which is don't go out with people you're not attracted to. Yeah. For you or for that person, right? That's good advice, just in general. So I went out with her because he told me to, because this <laughs> right. 60-year-old dentist told me to. Clearly, he knows what's best for me. Yeah. And it was very awkward, and she bought me flowers the next day that she sent to my house in an M&M vase. Oh, no. It was like uh, M&Ms, like a little, like, you know, the M&M creatures? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, what do I do? Like, 
well, how do I break this off? This is the d- biggest deal breaker. I would rather uh, HIV positive than <laughs> M&M vase. You'd rather her be HIV positive? Absolutely, yeah. She has yeah. a better we, chance of getting a second date. How did date. she get yeah. your, uh, your address? That's a wonderful question. Oh, that no one creepy. knows still? I don't know. I, I called her and I said, I don't think we're on the same page chocolate-wise. <laughs> literally? <laughs> I didn't literally say that, but I said, I don't think we're we're operating at the same like level here. I wish I, you had said chocolate-wise, because then she would have yeah. been like, peanut M&M's. I'll send her peanut M&M's. <laughs> that's funny. Godiva. Uh, all right, so that's Nicole introing herself uh, with some comedy. <laughs> now... Nicole, I know not close to nothing about. I was I knew of you from Girl Code, but mm-hmm. that's all I. Oh, you know what? And I had watched a couple sketches, and I didn't know it was you, the one, um, the Black It Up sketch. Oh yeah, I wrote um, that. That's really funny. I wrote that with Sashir Zameda. Both very funny. What's the premise of? I haven't seen the sketch. Tell us, tell us about it. Um, so I did this showcase for CBS called the Diversity Showcase, and I would bring in sketches. Like, I brought in this one where I played uh, Cookie Monster, and the director was like, how does that say you're a big black woman? And I was like, oh. This I... is in the diversity showcase? Yeah, and I was like, I don't think there's a question when I step on stage. I don't think anyone's going to be like, what is she? Yeah. What is she big? Is she black? What to me, is she's it? playing the Cookie Monster, and that doesn't seem like a big black woman. Yeah, so then I like wrote this sketch about someone having to just be black and everything, and then... Like, the the dialogue of the audition is, like, the strangest thing I could think of. It, it's just like, do you have clams? Yes, I have clams. Because I was like, there's there shouldn't be any ethnicity of someone asking for clams. Well, actually, white. I mean, if it's clams, it's probably white, right? <laughs> I guess so. I guess a lot of white people like clams. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know how white people like clams. White people clams. love clams! Yeah, you guys remember white people? You'd be at lunch, right? You'd be at lunch <laughs> in the yard, right? And the white people open These their, open take their lunch box and a bunch of fucking but clams, clams fall out. Bitch came out with a, with a, with a pearl necklace. <laughs> Remember when you would grow up in Maine, around the seafaring people uh-huh, of northern uh-huh. Maine, and they would just be eating clams? By the way, speaking of which, I was in Linoleum City yesterday buying some tiles for my uh, kitchen. I'm surprised I didn't bump into you. What the fuck is <laughs> Linoleum City? It's, it's exactly on, what you what think. What is it, on Sunset towards like Los Feliz? Yeah. And the guy, like I'm saying, a 60-year-old, 80-year-old man. He looks at me and he starts laughing. He goes, "Are you from Maine?" And I go, "What do you mean? Why the hat?" He goes, "Your whole outfit. You look like you just stepped out of an LL Bean catalog." I can't tell you how disturbing it is to be effectively roasted yeah, by the six-year-old man at Linoleum City. It's very funny. Was he kind good? Of like they were good on you or like just shitting like, on me? Just straight up great. roasting me, and that's was great. right. He was correct. Um, he was right to roast you. I guess you do look like a New Englander. A little bit, yeah. Little something. So tell us. I'm sorry to have cut you off. Okay, so that I like that sketch. I like the third beat of that sketch where you start hitting your your thigh. Oh, because I was like, I wonder when she's gonna go to that. Sort oh yeah, of is tone. that when I'm like snapping? Yeah, you're and, snapping and like, and, like, or maybe you're snap, but it's like you, it's off rhythm, which is funny. <laughs> I have no rhythm. Is that true? Yes, I tone cannot deaf, sing. No oh, that's funny I that I dance. called it because I just thought it was. I thought that was intentionally <laughs> off rhythm. A, a woman who can't uh, can't sing, can't dance. What about that? Says big black woman. I know. I'm a bad <laughs> black person. My mother was very upset when she found out I had no rhythm. She was like, "How? How do I have a black child with no rhythm?" How, to what degree is the premise of that sketch true for you in your acting career? Because you're you're a prolific sketch actor and very actor true. in general. Can I guess? Can I guess? 90%. 90, probably 98. Yeah. 
Like, uh, I'll go into auditions and then, especially voiceover stuff, they'll ask for, like, urban or, like, uh, just, like, ethnic. And they'll, sometimes, like, I, the, I booked this commercial, this Nestle commercial that only airs in Israel. And the oh, casting you're talking. director, okay, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. I play a very sassy black fairy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in the audition. Mazel tov. <laughs> we like this. <laughs> yes, this, this yeah, we this like. This is good, yes. Uh. Also, they had never seen a black person where we were shooting in Romania. And they kept staring at me, and then uh, they had me say things like, uh-uh, son, that's not your ice cream. And in the, But for the audition for it, the casting director said to me, I'll never forget this, she goes, all right, we just need you to be as black as you can be. If you go too black, we'll bring you back. And I was like, from what? Like, if I pull out a knife, you'll be like, put it away? Oh, they'll bring you back yeah. from black? Yeah, they'll be like, too black. <laughs> and it's a white director, I assume. Mm-hmm. So he's got a great gauge of what too black it's is. Mm-hmm. Female. Mm-hmm. It's a female. Female. The casting director is female. Okay, the here's what I'll male. say, though. Here's what I'll say, though. Uh, as a white director dealing with uh, black actors, mm-hmm. I've gotten sh- roasted from both sides. Whenever I've tried to be like, yo, man, just did it, they'd be like, oh, yo, man, the blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then when I've gone like, hey, would you mind? Uh, hey, well, the, buddy, would you mind? And they go, oh, would you pick up, do that. So there's really no winning, Mm-mm. with which is why I we should all deal with whatever our race is. Yeah, no, that, that's true. Never leave white. I never let white people leave my side. <laughs> I, um, I, when I would, I was telling Natasha this the other day, she thought it was so funny, but that, like, when your you, fiance, my fiance, Natasha, Natasha when are you getting married in October. Ooh, that's fun. October is or the married yeah. part? Why? Because it's not so hot. Summer weddings are terrible outside because they're hot, and you're like, ugh, I bought a nice dress, and now I'm sweating in it. October, fall, nice leaves. Yes. You know We're what? serving clams. Ooh! Clams! <laughs> <laughs> break my clam! Ooh, it means there's um, a lot of white people there. But I, when I would be growing up, like, it, in Oakland, sorry, everybody, but it would all, this would happen so, I mentioned that a lot, this would happen so often, I would be walking by a group of black teenagers, and they would... I mean, all the time, my whole life, I'd walk by and just some guys go, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. I know what you're doing. Like, I, I, I know what you're doing. I, I can't, I can't re- reciprocate in kind. Like, yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? Like, you yeah. can't. So I just have to be like, uh, hi. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, how, how's it going? These are strangers in the it's street. It's very dude. funny. It is funny. I understand <laughs> not great. <laughs> I was once a bunch of dirty white hip-hop kids in Paris were listening to Tupac one night sure. and tried to trip me. Oh, man. And, and I, like, like, I had to you. explain to them, like, I was in Vegas the night Tupac was, like, the <laughs> uh, the my Tupac legacy. That you were in the orbit. I was of... in Vegas when he got shot. Were you near? Uh, I was probably within a mile of him getting shot. Oh, oh shit. that's and honestly, for a Parisian hip hop fan, that's like meeting Tupac. That's, that's I, close I shot him. Tupac. <laughs> I shot him. Yeah, you're the guy. Yeah. Um, okay. So so yeah. So a lot of that. And did, but is it getting better? Because I still they still want what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it whether bothers they've seen me. That sketch or not. It bothers me as a consumer of media when I watch an actor that I know doesn't talk like that, mm-hmm. and I go. I wonder to what degree do you ever find yourself falling into it without being asked? Like, like you th- assume they yeah. want it, or you feel self conscious that they want it? And yeah, if I read a breakdown and it's just like, 
if it says strong independent woman, I'm like, okay. So you want you want you want somebody sassy. That's what you want. You want someone to like cut other people down. But like every now and again, I'll go go out for things, and I'm like, oh, I don't think they know what they want. But then they're like, oh no, we just want a funny person. And you're like, oh, cool. Right. No, I don't fun. know what I don't. I uh, I guess I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll just go. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Voiceover, I think, is the worst. Right. I can see why. Yeah. I can, mm-hmm. It's so sort of just audio based in stereotype, what mm-hmm. they want out of somebody. Yeah. And I've done a couple of McDonald's spots, and the last one I did. You don't say the McDonald's spots were a little bit racial? <laughs> were you playing an upright bass? <laughs> That's usually what they do. When I go get a snack. Or a, smoke, a spoken word uh, session? No, it wasn't any of that. It was, uh,. I think the line was, oh shit, what was it? It was about French fries. It was like, y'all need to get your own French fries. Oh and that's God. exactly how I say it. Uh-huh. Do and- you give a shit? Meaning, like, do you feel like, you know, do you feel like I'm I'm degrade- I'm sending, I'm setting black people back, et cetera, et cetera? Just- Sometimes I feel like I'm setting really? black people back. But then, not really, because there are black people who do sound like that. Uh, they need to be represented. Yeah, you know what's the guy, the cop who shot Mike Brown said he did it because of Tyler Perry movies. No, he didn't. I'm totally kidding. Oh my so that'd god, be funny. <laughs> that bit, that bit hit me in the gut. I not was in like, the head. oh no! Uh, I was like, Medea made like, him do it. Without Medea, this doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, speaking of things that are so horrifying, you can't believe that they're real. They seem like jokes. Did you hear about George Zimmerman? He's there's now, the New York. There's a New York article about him that I keep meaning to read. Oh no, no, no! no he's, selling, he's now selling guns in a Confederate flag oh, only store. Boy, so anybody? And no, he's selling. He made a painting. No, that happened. Now he's working in a Confederate flag sale store, like a sort of like like you know, all lives matter, whites only store. Wait, so, isn't he like Hispanic? What is he? That's a great. Isn't that a great question? Isn't he something not white? Yeah, he's Cookie yeah. Monster. But he he doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't apply to him. Um, but de- it is interesting because it's like you know the the power structure in Hollywood period with casting and everything you feel like the uh, tell me if, when I'm speaking out of turn here you feel like the odds are stacked against you and oh, yeah and so it's like both empowering to get the work and mm-hmm. disempowering to feel like you have to do something that you don't want to do you make a choice that they've made not you yeah like I'm just happy to work a lot of the times like I just saw Straight Outta Compton with my white friend Allison. And she was like, all those Thank guys. Thank you for taking her. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I had, she needed to learn. Allison needs to know. Allison needs to know all about the black struggle. Uh, but after the movie, she was like, all those guys are amazing. Why don't they work more? And I laughed so hard. And I was like, because they're black. Right. Why doesn't Michael well, B. Jordan what, yeah, work more? Nobody saw Fruitvale Station. That was a great fucking movie. Right. He actually is a bad example because he's been booked. He's He was in Fantastic Four. And now he's Apollo Creed's son. And, um, he's, yeah. and he's the black uh, the bird He's the, the bird. America, the Captain America movies. The bird? Plays the, the black bird. Black That's bird? No, I don't know what the name of the character Quote is. The he's a bird. I know he's a bird. I, uh, <laughs> But I know what you're saying. I, I, I was wondering about O'Shea Jackson Jr., He's so good, but you so go, is good. he I felt good? so bad for uh, finishing. Well, I was thing. just thinking, like, is he a good actor, or is he just really good at playing his father? He needs one mm-hmm. more role for me to yeah. do. I felt bad, because you know all people do is talk about his dad to him. Right. And then when he goes to auditions, he's talking about his dad, and it's like, you got the part. You don't even got have to Got the read. biggest role of your life. Mm-hmm. What do I play? You play your dad. Play your dad. You your famous dad. <laughs> yeah. 
But the dude that played Easy E was, was so incredible. He was very, so very good. Incredible. Yeah. He made me laugh so hard. He made me fucking cry. Oh, Although so I will say, so when he went from Jerry Curls to a cornrows, he looked like a, a, a young lesbian. <laughs> I liked that wig. I thought that was a very good wig. The cornrows one. Yeah, it was do you, a lace do you guys wig. know his name? No. Ugh, no. Anybody out there on Periscope knows his name? Uh, if you he's know him, he's going to be called Easy E for the next. If two you and know him, years. get in touch with us. You know, e- email us. Uh, you know, we'd like to have kid, him on the, the show. The guy who he's played great. Dre, some uh, my girlfriend knows him, and um, and she was saying how like he's so busy, and I was like, he probably is not that busy. Well, can we talk about Dre? <laughs> Dre the man or Dre the actor? Dre the man, and and this like little kerfuffle about <laughs> that movie leaving out the Dre beat up women. I think it's a non-story because it's like. Yeah, everybody in NWA did some piece of shit. They, mm-hmm. they were a gangster rap group. They were they were not they were criminals. That's, to the, some, you, there's no movie if you put that in. Unless they go on to work with women in women's shelters, mm-hmm. there's no movie. Well, I think it would just be real distracting mm-hmm. if like I think you get a taste of how they treat women in the beginning. Right. Like and I think you get a taste for the whole movie. I think five women speak in that movie. Oh, it's like ninety percent naked women. Yeah. Two percent. They toss like, a woman at one point. Yeah. Oh, they toss they? three women. They don't yeah. toss the uh-huh. fr- the opening scene of that yep. movie is unnecessarily tossing two. <laughs> why both? Yeah. Why didn't the director go? Let's toss a man and a woman. I have nope. a criticism Only of that toss scene. Women. Yeah. Did well, I tell you? Because no, I'd seen the producer had shown me the first ten minutes, uh-huh. like a couple months ago. And I saw the first scene, and I wanted to say, like, you have to reshoot this because they already did a better version of True Detective. It was very True like Detective. Like a fucking ten times better. It's like, either beat it or don't do it. Oh, see, I didn't see the True Detective, yeah. and they were probably banking on the blacks, not watching True Detective. <laughs> That's a fucking a home yeah. run bet right there. <laughs> I think that I loved it because it was easy e though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To think, I'm sure that was a hundred percent apocryphal. I'm sure that none of that. I'm sure he did some dirt. That, that which what he that was apocryphal. The whole he's in a thing and a guy comes out and it's like you're not getting your money. Oh, and he jumps on a roof. That's a hundred percent bullshit. It's just for action. It's a non. It's not a good scene. It's also not indicative of the movie. Well, it has nothing to do with the movie. But I actually felt that the movie. You know, we were talking about a show that you said if you. I don't want to mention what the show it was, but if you take out the premise, it's not a show. Yeah, I, I think the same is true with Straight Outta Compton. I fucking loved every second of that movie but if it wasn't for my nostalgia if that was a movie about like Rush I don't mm-hmm. think I would have cared as much <laughs> here's the difference between because I was thinking about that today the difference between Straight Outta Compton and pretty much any other movie like that A. it's the first feature made about people that we consumed as kids or young adults right right and two of them are still fucking crazy famous, famous. right Right. So and MC you never Ren see that either. Like you know how you'll like look back and it'll be like the Lou Gehrig story starring Lou Gehrig and you're kind of mm-hmm. like what are they or like Muhammad Ali did a bunch of movies where he played himself kind of oh, Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh I think one is called and Muhammad Ali is himself or the well, champ you, or something. What do you think it is? Is it like is it that it's is it time or is it that society has changed to such a degree that nostalgia happens that much quicker and that we can do a biopic about a uh, about people that are still, still totally 20 relevant? Years, man. I it mean, is they're 20, just about, more, right? Uh, yeah, more than 30. Yeah, 30, 30 years. I mean, that's a long ass time. Yeah. And also the thing that I wish they'd shown more in and I talk about this a lot to people is how ridiculed hip hop used to be. Mm-hmm. You might be too young. Like people, like when f- no one said hoodie, white people didn't say hoodie until like 2009. Mm-hmm. But so, like the really? idea, yeah, like that was a purely hip hop term, huh. purely hip hop. Did not know that. Yeah, and then like when Fox News says it now, I'm like, you motherfuckers, we're making fun of hip hop. Stop talking that shit. So 
They also, had a little bit of that, I felt like, right in the beginning. I mean, they had, they had a lot of ground to cover. I Did you listen, by the way, Nicole, did, what did you listen to growing up? Um, Besides Tony Braxton. A lot of Tony Braxton. A lot of Whitney Houston. And Foghorns when the clams were getting mm-hmm, uh, taken out horns. of the sea. Uh, the ocean waves. <laughs> sure. Uh like a lot of R&B. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't super into hip hop until high school when I listened to uh, 2001, Dre's second album. And then I was like, ooh, I think me likes this. Yeah. And then I got real into Eminem because I was like, ooh, I love white men. Ooh. <laughs> is that your, is that your, your uh, flavor in I particular? I Vanilla is my flavor. And ice cream, too. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. I don't like vanilla, look, vanilla is a delicious color. It's a, good, it's, a good, it's a good yummy little treat. <laughs> it's the basis for all other ice creams. <laughs> well, as a man, as a fisherman from Maine, I have to say, I like, I like white stuff, too. Um, have you only dated white men your whole life? You tell um, us when we go too far in this oh, interview. Oh, no, you can never go too far. Um, What's your dick sucking game like? No, I'm sorry. Good. I'm just trying I to figure out. I can show you a video if you like. <laughs> a video? Uh, <laughs> no, you're sucking the dick and the, and the director's like, it's not black enough. It's you're not, not sucking enough. it quite black can enough. Can snap? <laughs> Ooh, oh, give me the balls now. <laughs> well, french fries. <laughs> uh, I've only, yeah, I've like only really dated white men. Uh, there was one black guy that I kind of dated named Coffee Cup. Sure. Wait. Classic. Fuck. Good classic fella. <laughs> That's what Fuck. I called him. Coffee His Cup? His name was Kofi, I think, and I was like, Coffee Cup. Oh, you named oh, him you Coffee, named coffee yes. Cup. Oh, I thought it was like a hood dude no. whose name was <laughs> I Coffee thought Cup of from a the perfect street. black guy for her to date, though. Who's that? Ron Funches. Why? Oh, he's adorable. Why he's fucking Ron? adorable. He's the cutest and the funniest. I like, am on to ease so her into black funny. dudes. Like, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. He's the perfect life. You know what I mean? Where'd you Where'd you grow up? Middletown, New Jersey. And is that it's very white? It's very white. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think in my graduating class of like three hundred, maybe like four black people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then coffee there was, cup. You. Yep. No coffee cups. In, he's in New York. Ooh, I met him. Ooh, a real black yeah, guy. Yeah, he lived in the projects. I believe. Oh, west side. From my apartment. And then I think he like hit on me like in a restaurant, and then I was like, whatever. Let's and you're like, what's up with your skin though? It's dark. It's very He's dark. Like, I'm black like you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not what? black. No, I'm not black. <laughs> I'm brown. <laughs> so what did you? What was there racism for you growing up? Or no, I grew up in a nice time in Jersey where like it was cool to be black. Mm-hmm. So like I was just like automatically cool. Uh, but How old also, are you now? I was like, cool. How old am I? Yeah. I'm in my twenties. Okay. Right. That's very specific. Right. I like it. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're young enough to not lie, though. That's what's weird about <laughs> no, it. No, you know Unless a girl. That's a lie. You know, know a girl in her thirties hey. when she says, "I'd I rather mean, not say." Uh huh. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but so there was yeah, right. You became. You were cool. You you had mm-hmm. a little badge. Yeah, like a little street cred, but like I don't have any street. Like that's the other reason, by the way, that NWA worked as a movie is because that is culture now. It's like right, but the white people still don't know that. They still think it's like this other thing. We did this show uh, called. You know, Dan Levy does a show called Baby Talk. Yeah. Have either of you done it? Yeah. And we well, it's a it's basically it's a talk show with a child that comes on. At, there's oh, a segment fun. where a young child, you know, eleven, ten, mm-hmm. eleven year old, and this girl that we did the show with was it was so crazy. She's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, he snapped me on my Insta. Ooh, don't go there. You know, she was like, she was like, oh, that shit's on fleek, blue dude, and we were just like. <laughs> it was a little white girl from the suburbs. Oh, and really? Like, oh my God! Like <laughs> this is just culture now. This yeah. is the way. And also, they talk. This like child talks like basically with some of the same slang I use, and so it's like there's no separation. That's weird. It's all sort of collage culture. Yeah, 
Um, I am always in the in the awkward position of like, do am I gonna say this? Uh-huh. Like, Are you gonna am say, I gonna you say, say fleek? my? Am I gonna no? I Fleek's out. Not to say fleek. Oh, fleek I has finally left. Fleek's fleek gone. was too I like hated in fleek. the in yep. the like tra- like the sort of the drag queen world for me. No, I, fleek to me, is was, like the youth. And the, the but a drag queen people. created it. A drag queen is that right? I believe no, that. It, was, it no, sounds was draggy. It? Was look it? it up. Yeah, look it up. No, I thought it, it it originated from a video of a black girl saying that her eyebrows were on fleek. I thought it, okay, I misread it. I thought it was. A, <laughs> I thought I that thought was, it was a, a, a that's, transgender. That's how I read it, but I thought it was a drag queen. No, but I actually I think it comes into something interesting, which is that slang. Also, do you remember like just what you're talking about? How people didn't say hoodie until 2009. Yeah. There used to be this very slow wave of slang that would go from the black community to the cool white community mm-hmm. to the whole white community to their mothers. You know, <laughs> like all of a sudden you had moms yeah. going like, da bomb. bomb, hey girl, you, right? And now it takes six months. The whole cycle mm-hmm. happens in six it's months. Very weird. On fleek yes. came and went, and that was like six months. I will not be saying my woes for my friends. That's the the yeah, Drake term. I'm not doing that either. I'm what about gonna... Bay? No, I can't. No, help I don't bae. like Bay. I don't like no. it either. I think it's stupid. I, I don't it think was it short saves for time. Babe, and it's an acronym for before, before anyone else. Anyone else? Yeah. Just, no, you're not my bae. Ugh. What do you call it when you're dating a guy? What do you it, like calling it? She would have to be a virgin, right, to call to be called your bae? No. Oh, before everyone else. Like, oh, you mean, li- you thought it meant literally no, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, fucked her fucked before everyone else. <laughs> on some Ray J, on some Ray J, I hit it first type shit. And then uh, you're like someone's bae forever. I like yeah. how logical your brain is, though. Do they have to be a virgin to be bae? I mean, that's before everyone else. That, I love your white, your impression of me. Oh, did the I get white whiter? Yeah. Sorry. Yo, brother. B- before, you were like black kids making fun of <laughs> yeah. me. Hey, what's up, guy? Yeah. Before, it's got to be a virgin, definitely. Yeah. That makes me laugh so hard that black people would do that to you. <laughs> it happened. I can't I'm account so sorry. a countless amount of time. And then hey, the other wanna... thing was, is I was like, you know, I was cool when I was young, <laughs> and I thought I was black, which was something. And did I, you really? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Did and someone have to tell you that you were white? Actually, hundred percent. Yes. A that kid happened. told my sister that we were black, and that's when I learned I was black. Well, he didn't tell me that I was white because I did actually I was aware enough to know oh. that. But I was an N word user back when, back in oh. the '90s when white people still could get away with such things, and I would always be dropping N bombs and saying North Oakland and all this stuff. And this dude, Larry, I rem- it was very visceral memory. He fucking th- he was a friend, mm-hmm. a, a good friend. He threw me up against a wall, and he was just like, "You got to stop saying nigga." And you got to stop saying North Oakland or next time you do, I'm going to beat your ass. And I was like, I, I kind of protested a little bit. I was like, but it's just like, the, uh, I don't mean any. And then finally, I just the truth of what he was mm-hmm. saying was so resonant that I just it was like a cracking of my exoskeleton of thinking I was something else. I've never said that was the end of my liberal friendly ally <laughs> ally wise use of the N word. Uh, when what was your what was your wake up call that I was black? Yeah, it happened. I think it was before I was in kindergarten, but my sister was in kindergarten, my older sister. She came home from school, and she was like, Adam Zwickler said we're black. My mom was like, yeah, we are. We're black people. And then I was like, oh, if they're black, I'm black. <laughs> to, okay, all to, right. To what degree is that a bit, and to what degree is that literally oh, true? Oh, that's true. The whole, you just it's didn't true. fully my know. My mom was like uh, maybe two shades darker than you. Uh-huh. So like, I thought she was a white lady, and then my dad was black, and I was like, we're mixed. <laughs> But no, I'm just like just a straight up black person. But you said we're mixed, like people say we're rich. Yeah, (laughs) we're mixed. We're mixed. (laughs) Hooray! Yeah. Hey, what's up, guy? We're mixed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, well, that was what I was going to say is, yeah, I thought I was cool when I was young. And then I started working in public schools. In, mm-hmm. like, uh, I was a sign language interpreter for a long time. So I would go into these public schools that I had gone to. Mm-hmm. and I, But I was like dressed like a little Poindexter dude because I worked there as an interpreter. And these girls, I remember these girls walk by and they go... Hey they, hey, they go, oh, that's you. That's your man right there. And I was like, fuck you, you little bitch. I know what you're doing. I could be your man in another world with a little bit of age on you. I'm not. I'm. I, it's possible. And I just kept walking. I didn't say anything. Yeah. Why funny. you dating Moshe? Yeah. Why you dating Moshe? <laughs> they go, your man right there. No. That's your man. I could I do be your say, man. I do use THO when I'm writing texts. Sure. For the most no. part. Though. THO. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. When are we going to do another episode of The Champs, though? I still say y'all a lot. I'm very comfortable saying y'all. I say y'all. Yeah, I say y'all. I say I, I don't answer the phone yo uh, pretty much exclusively. I still say peace when I hang up with people, and I, and I always think like, is it? Does that sound goofy as shit? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I'll tell you what sounds goofy as shit. I was in Italy for three months, as you know, and I still three sometimes months. say ciao when I get off the phone, and I hate it. It's yeah, like the worst thing I could possibly do. You be say doing. pronto no. when you pick up the phone. <laughs> that pronto is a pretty fucking sweet way to answer the phone. Yeah. Though. Why good. were you in Italy for three months? It was doing punch up on Zoolander. Ooh, fun! Yeah, it was fun. It was, Ooh, it was cool. Ew. And apparently Natasha was on the Late Late Show with Owen Wilson last night. And apparently Owen was, uh, this makes me happier than anything ever. Owen Wilson on the show was like, Mosh, you're with Mosh. I love Mosh on the show. I I haven't seen it yet, but I I hope it's on the air. That's great. That's great. I love that he's got a nickname for you (laughs) and everything. Every time I'd see Owen, I'd walk up to him on set and he would just say, hey, what's up there, guy? How you doing? (laughs) No, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Oh, I wish he did. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. It's truly a funny hey, thing. Up, it's it was an ongoing bit that every black dude in Oakland and Berkeley had for together. It was like that you know, they they didn't mean anything mean by it. They were just like but they also weren't trying to communicate with me. No. They were just like, There's a white guy, let's uh well let's make fun of him. Yeah. Um you date you said uh, let's get back to this. Yeah. You because I think there's a link between it and your casting experiences. Sure. Like, does that ever feel weird to you that you're mostly attracted to white men in the same way that feeling like you have to black it up for casting? I mean, is there anything there? I don't think it's weird. I think it's just my surroundings. I do improv, which is the whitest thing a person can do. Yeah. Is pay a bunch of money for literally nothing. You play Mm -hmm. make-believe. I can't believe how much money I've wasted on it. So, like, that's just a bunch of white people, and then I grew up with a bunch of white people, so I'm just constantly interacting with white people, so I think it's just, that's why I'm attracted to them. I wouldn't, I, it's not like I won't date a black guy. Coffee cup. Uh, yeah, I was with coffee cup for a little bit. Do you, okay, do you objectively find white guys more pleasing? I guess it's, like, one of these things you could never extract it from your right. experience, because it's like, do mm-hmm. you find, like... Black, like I, you know what I mean. Like, is there stuff about white guys that you're like, I specifically like that part better than that part on black guys or Latino guys or Asian? Um, I've never had a white guy ask me why I speak the way I do. I've mm, had black right. men be like, "Why do you talk that way? You think you're better?" So than I shouldn't. Me? Add, that was my like, next question. No, thank you. That's interesting. It's, I don't want to. I don't. The worst thing a white guy's ever been like was like, "You're exotic," and it's like I'd rather be called exotic than have my ethnicity questioned. Have to explain who you are. Yeah. Because it should be self-evident. It's who you are. Yeah, it's who I am. I just sound the way that I do. I don't think there's anything weird about that. What I do think is weird, though, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is there's a certain kind of white guy that only exclusively dates Asian women who do not speak English. Mm -hmm. What is that? I don't... Do you know about this? I I mean, it feels like those guys who are like, go for... for, uh, Brides, like fucking email brides or whatever, like... 
it's so crazy. Can you imagine not needing to communicate with the person that you're dating? Like, uh, at all? Just like, I don't need to talk to him. Yeah, that's weird. No, it's really, it, 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 it speaks to how little you think of women, is that you mm-hmm. literally like, oh, you don't even got to speak right. English. You got to uh, bas- be a whole and be around, mm-hmm. and I'm good. Which is terrible. But I'm very single right now, so if someone wanted me to just be a whole, I'd do it. <laughs> hey, you guys listening out there, if you're white and you're listening, <laughs> hey, what's up, guy? Let me uh, talk to you about the possibilities of Nicole. But, you know, you were saying that you wasted money on improv. You haven't. So you're wasted money on classes or shows? Classes. But you're successful. Those classes are so expensive. All right, how much? How much are they? Uh, they when I started, they were three fifty for eight weeks. Now I think they're four twenty or four twenty five. Um, at UCB mm-hmm. for every level. Mm-hmm. And wh- how how did you expensive. how did you stumble into improv? I went to like a two year conservatory for college, and then I was gonna go get my degree. And then I was like, nah. You by by, by uh, conservatory, you mean um, community college, correct? No, <laughs> no. A two-year conservatory? <laughs> no, I wish it was community college because then I would have an associate's degree. Oh, shit. I All have right. no degree. I have a certificate that literally says I can act. Um, so then I was in New York, and I decided not to go to like real school. And then I was just like fucking around. And then I was like, I got to figure out how to perform more. And then I was like, oh, people do improv? Not just as like an acting exercise, but like as a thing. And I was like, "Oh, let me go take a class." So then I, uh, I took a class, and that's the short story. There's a longer one. Well, the first, the short version was compelling enough. Well, let's hear in, the long version. You've order, qualified for the long version. Okay. Go ahead, tell the long <laughs> version. Great, uh, and it's been a long, like long enough that it's fine to talk about. But uh, I was really broke, and I got myself like thirty grand in debt. So Let I me like, just say, I already love a story where where they someone says enough time has passed that I can oh, talk yeah, about. Oh yeah, absolutely. It. It's like I am so on board. To be honest, whatever this, it is, the short version of the story was just I went to New York. I was an actor. I took some classes. So mm-hmm. I w- then you said it's been long enough, and I really yeah, I'm just like I got very excited. Yeah. Good, some shit's okay. gonna happen. Well, you can move over. Too excited. Want. Okay. Come on. Come, come towards right. the white light. <laughs> oh, towards that camera. I see. Mm. So I got myself 30 grand in debt in a year. How'd and you do I, it? Drinking a lot wow. and getting drunk and being like, I'll buy a round for the bar. And nobody explained to me that, like, buy now, pay later. If you can't pay in full later, like, uh, it, like the interest and stuff, like, it was just so much money. And I was like, oh, man. I got to figure out how to take these classes and, like, not be in debt. So I got married to a tiny Indian man wow. named Parvez Muhammad. Wow. Ma- name what now? Parvez Muhammad. Okay. He's, he was very, AKA very sweet. A.K.A. coffee cup. Coffee cup, no. No, tea, chai cup. Chai cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more of his color. Um, and I met him at a gas station, which is, like, wild. I was going like, to guess so that. so weird. Whoa. Were you really going to no, guess, I wasn't that? Gonna oh. guess that? So he owned, he owned the gas station. Yeah. He did not own it. He just worked there okay. at a shell station So he station worked at a shell Queens. station. Ooh. Yeah. And I had told – I wanted to get married, and I – Told my plan to my roommate, who then... Hold on, let me take you back one... one you had me from Shell Station in Queens. Unbelievable, yeah. She, I represent Shell. She was raised <laughs> out in Brooklyn. Now, w- why did you want to get married? The so idea was to get a get man... could get money. Oh, so you went to a gas station attendant. Well, well my, wonderful, Wonderful logic. Well, my roommate found him for me. My roommate took my idea and got married before me, so she was getting money. And then I was like, well, you have to help me find someone... And I had, like, interviewed people on Craigslist, and nobody had worked out. Like, I, like, was really... Is this really, for real? Yes. And I was what like, I am doing this. What section of Craigslist? Um, 
gas I don't station. Know. I guess because uh, it's all it's for green cards, right? Yeah, I guess I went to like man seeking woman and then typed in green card. Oh, and I get what you're saying. You yeah. wanted to get paid to yes. give someone immigration yes. status. I Sorry. got it. I, I should have made that more clear. I thought this was like the world's most bungling ass plan <laughs> of all time. Was like I'll get married and I'll get his money. And you're just so dumb at that time in your life that your roommate's like, I think a shell station attendant would yeah. be a really good. That, that's a that, if you're looking for gold digging, that's the place to dig. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, to do like the whole immigration got thing, it, like ten it. grand or whatever, and yeah. I was like, "That'll put a dent in my in my debts." So she got married to this other guy, and then she was at the gas station with our friend Pikachu. Her real name is Patricia, but I called her Pikachu because she didn't like it. And uh, so they were at the gas station, and I think Parvez jokingly said to them, "He's like, oh, I wish one of you would marry me so I could stay here." And they're like, "Hold that thought, we got somebody." And then they went picked me up in her. It was a Chevy HH. Directly from Parvez yeah. saying that. Yes. They came, picked me up. I went to go meet Parvez. Where were you living? Uh, Morningside Heights, which is like Harlem. Great. So then. Jamar. Yeah. What? Um, Sorry, uh, please continue. Keep talking. Oh, okay. So then I go to the gas station. He's like, really nice. And then I was like, let's do this. And he's like, let's do it. So then Did he get down on one knee? No. He didn't put one of those little blue towels down in an oil slick? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> put, I wish he, put he did. A, he put a red hot Funyun on your <laughs> I wish it was romantic like that. <laughs> no, we just said, let's do it. And then that week we went, uh, I think we filed for the marriage certificate. And then I got a dress. And then we got married. We got married at Queen City Hall wow. by a woman named Dory. Sure. Who was, That's interesting. And I feel like women, more women would do it just for the to get the dress. <laughs> what you know kind of dress I mean? was like, it? Yeah, it's it was almost just worth... from David's bridal. He gave it was a, me. It was a wedding gown. Yeah, he gave me three hundred, two hundred dollars to go get it, and then right. I got one on sale and kept the rest. Kept of the, the money. money. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have a hustle. That's a real debtor yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah, you gotta hustle that Pervez. Uh huh. But then I didn't use the money to, for like my credit card debt. I used it for improv classes. Sure, right. And then I got a new weave, and then I bought more blue contacts because at the time I wore blue contacts because I thought I was a little Kim. Okay. And what happened? Um, so we did one interview, and then... Uh, Wait, you got married. Did you let him hit it one time? No. One time? No. A little fingering? No. Uh, a kiss? I gotta no. say, you no. gotta, I gotta say... That's fucked up. Legally? Right? Yeah, legally. Should, I mean... Yep. Oh, by the way, I heard yesterday on Terry Gross, or one of those shows... It was the uh, same that, story, I think, right? That, uh, <laughs> mar- you, rape was legal in marriage until 1993. Crazy. Really? Yes. If only, uh, if only Pervez had known. If only he had known. Nope, because it, it was, was after, after 93. 93. Yeah. Because I, I was in elementary school in 93. So did he ever try? Nope. I no. think he might have been gay. He was just like very right. nice and chipper. And like the, just the most tragic part of the story is a gay man working at a shell station in Queens. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? That sounds like a bigger prison than not being able to stay in the country you want to live can in, you or being in a sham marriage. Truly, <laughs> being fabulous and gay in yeah. a shell station. I, somehow this doesn't feel like Queens. I I heard of Queens. <laughs> I thought that would be the place for us. Nope. Uh, but uh, what did I do? So like I didn't live with him, but we had to like make it seem like I lived with him. So I forwarded all my mail there, and then I would like go over there. It was at first it was once a week and then it was like once every like three weeks because it was just like he lived past the last stop on the seven and then I had to get on a bus and then he would come meet me and then we'd walk forever and it just sucked and I was like ugh is that still Queens yeah and so what would happen when you would meet with him we would just like hang out for a little bit and I pick up my mail did you like him 
He was fine. He was just nice. Not even feeling like a friend. No, like we wouldn't be friends. Like we just had. He lived uh, with like four other guys, and they had mattresses on the floor. Like he didn't sure. have his shit together. I was like, I at least have a bed. Um, and then we did one interview. How much you get paid? All together, it ended up being four thousand dollars. So you're now twenty. Six thousand dollars. Oh, I didn't pay any of my debt. Oh, just zero. I literally got my hair done and took improv class. (laughs) I gotta say, by the way, not a lot of money for a guy to get a green card. I gotta also say, not the average amount of money that a woman would get for giving a guy a green card. I feel like you could have gotten the straight Uh, thirty. I was twentieth, twentieth at the time. Yeah, real stupid. And I was like, ten grand. That's so much. Um, You said it like Aziz. You said like, oh man, that's how much. So oh man, much. that's so much. Mm-hmm. So you got the money, you wasted it all. And now you're married. Oh uh, yeah. Did you and have a moment of panic? Like, fuck, none of this was supposed to happen. No, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. Whatever. It's life. Um. So and then my dad died. Like the June, we got married in March, and then I guess my dad died the next June or maybe that June. I don't remember. Can I ask you? Did your dad know? No. Okay. But I had put it on my MySpace at the time sure. that I was married, and then I told a couple of friends who still lived at home that I was married who then told their parents, and then they were like, hey, Trevor, is Nicole married? And he was like, what? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Let me use this as a public service announcement. If you have a lie, <laughs> you can't tell one section of your life nope. about that lie because someone knows somebody. Mm-hmm. And then my dad had like mentioned it to my sister. And was like, "Do you know about this?" And Catherine Wait, was you, like, so your dad was the Cookie Monster? <laughs> I, I, just by the voice, alone, <laughs> yeah, I, that's yeah, all yeah. I'm. Yeah, my that's dad was you, the Cookie Monster. That's great. That's why. Wow, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to play Cookie Monster in that diversity showcase so bad. Right, and he's like, "It's not black enough." And you're like, "You didn't know my you dad." Didn't know my daddy. He was very, very dark. So, so, so your was he? But why? What's up with the accent? Was he from the? Oh, island? he's from Barbados. Okay, got and it. And that's got his it. angry voice. And okay, I just, he right. was always hey. angry with me. Yeah. Um, yum, 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 yum. Cookie. <laughs> Where <are> the cookies? <laughs> I ate them. Dead. Are you married? <laughs> um, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> and honestly, Cookie Monster's crazy. You don't want to make him mad, you know. Oh. So he passed away, and then... Yeah, and I told him I needed, like, a little bit of time, and he was like, that's fine. So then we didn't talk for, like, a month and a half, maybe. And then when I uh, contacted him again, he didn't contact me back. And then, like, months passed, and then, like, a year was passing, and I was like, I'm just married to this guy, and I don't know what he's doing, and I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for, like, things he's doing. And then September 11th And also, happened. you have to, you like... You found out where he was. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he was in one of those plays. Also, don't you need to, like, don't they check up on you? Uh, I don't know if they ever, like, went to his house or anything, well, but, like... Yeah, it sounds like he was too far away for that. Right. Yeah. They're like, we, yeah, no, we would I'm check not, in on this immigration thing. Not you got to take a seven to the seven. end, to jump bus, on the bus, and yeah. we're good. No, no, you, can ha- you can be a citizen. <laughs> but that is true. I mean, uh, the 9-11 joke was uh, an off-color uh, commentary on what c- I was just thinking. Like, what if you do marry yeah. some criminal, and then all of a sudden you're in this weird mm-hmm. Venn diagram of and all And that months. was, like, scary for, I like, bet. a couple months. So then... In that the sounds like a Jersey. Lifetime movie for sure. Yep. <laughs> they must have done that at some point. You guys point. Or we write could. it. Write it. And you want to be in it? I'll be in it. Let's hear you audition for it. Okay. okay. You be, you're you. So mm-hmm. you say. You just found out just, that your husband is uh, a terrorist. And okay. you're you. And I'm me. Oh, shit. My husband's <laughs> blowing up something. I want some french fries. <laughs> hey, what's up, guy? <laughs> <laughs> and that is as yeah. a result. Of thousands of dollars of improv, improv classes, ladies and gentlemen. It paid off for this bit. <laughs> so, uh, Pervez is missing. 
Parvez is missing, and I was a resident of New Jersey, so I was like still paying Jersey taxes, but living in New York. And in New Jersey, you can be granted a divorce as long as your spouse has served papers and accepts them. So that's what we did. We served him, and then... How long after the marriage was it? It was almost like a, like a year. <laughs> and how long do you have to be married to get the green card? I think like three years. So, so he didn't get the green card? I don't card? think he got his green card. You robbed Pervez? He didn't pay that much, though. He, didn't, he, pay that he much. didn't pay me that much. I only got five grand. and I'm sorry. He... I'm on Pervez's side. Did I know we're friends. Fi- what did your dad do? Uh, I don't know if my dad actually knew. I, okay. I thought I, that, okay. He so, asked me once, and I said, no, what are you talking about? And then he asked my sister, and she was like, I don't know. Bad connection, and hung up. <laughs> Uh, so I don't. So in the end, this is really a story about you robbing an immigrant of his life savings <laughs> yeah. for eye co- for contacts uh-huh. and improv uh-huh. classes, all for this fucking bit we just did. Uh huh. So you come on this podcast. What would you say to the young Nicole who's who's getting blue contacts? I thought you were going to ask who's going to marry a fucking no. immigrant. No, no, forget it. That that's, was a great choice. No. That's that's completely <laughs> rational. Yeah, no, that's good. You're good. Blue contacts. I would say Nicole. Nobody thinks they're real. Yeah, Nicole, they're not a good look. They were not a good look. Yeah, they were they, like, everyone okay. just looks crazy and, and when possessed. When I would like, like uh, look at something quickly over there, like the contact would follow oh, later. That's, oh, that's so nice. So it was like also just creepy. So you had blue eyes and the lazy and lazy eyes. Yeah, as well. blue lazy eyes. Oh, like, I like not that, a Nicole. great she got those. Would you ever have to go back for the contact? Would you like look and be like, oh shit, I gotta yeah, go back and get my contact, like, and then look it, back right, of. and then bring it over to the left. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, and for a long time I thought I was Native American, so I'd be like, it's part of my Native American heritage. Turns out I'm not Native American. My aunt had said we were Indian, and she meant part West Cherokee, right? Indian. Uh-huh. So for like three, maybe ten years, uh, eight years, I don't know, for a very long time I thought I was Native American. Did everyone come, they must have been, you must have gotten flooded with, with text and, and comments when you finally decided to get rid of the contacts. Oh, congratulations. Like, thank you. <laughs> oh, like, just waiting. fucking thank you. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, so you finally got rid of them? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, th- that's good. It's that's a fucking Amy you. Poehler and Matt Walsh from UCB. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. We have oh, been concerned all the way you. to the top of this organization. <laughs> we'll give you your money I back. We wanted so much for you them. to work. Yeah. Do you hate black people in context? I don't. I, anyone with fake contacts is just a weird, uh. it's just a bad look. Just a bad. I miss them so much because they looked really good in pictures, just not real life. But yeah, you, no, it's not. I'm not saying it's impossible for to have them, but it's rare. You, anyone with light eyes has very light skin for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people I know who who have like even light brown eyes, like they're. It's a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a pretty rare thing. Is there no one who is black, like black, black, who has? Blue or green eyes? Sometimes as babies they will. Like my two little cousins are my complexion and they had gray eyes. That sounds like the but most then, adorable thing oh, that has ever so happened. Oh, they were so cute. And then they faded to like uh, brown. Can you also explain that babies get darker? Oh, you know, yeah. When they come out, the, they're lighter. I never... I, That's interesting. I heard this... Like Chappelle made reference to this 15 years ago. Bang. Hit, ring the bell. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I said Oakland, so we're good. Uh, we're yeah. one for one right and, now. Uh, and I th- he was like, well, you know, my kids are browning up right now. And I was like, I sort of acted like I knew what he was talking That's about. That's a phrase that he threw out like it was a thing people <laughs> said. Yeah, I think he may have coined it in his in his case, but babies get, black babies get uh, mm-hmm. darker. That's really They come out one shade and then they yeah, get two weird. shades darker or something. Something like that, yeah. Like black people, we, uh, we're all different shades. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, speaking of all different shades and black people and Native American stuff, I think I heard, and tell me if this is just an insane thing, but I thought that I heard that a lot of black families claimed Native American ancestry. A lot of them had it, but a mm-hmm. lot of them claimed it to explain away straight hair, which was a product of, of rape. Yeah. of white on black rape and they Maybe. would they would in their lineage explain this like oh no we're native american when in fact it was just a covering up of a trauma that had happened in the family tree i never heard that but maybe you know what i like about you you seem to uh hold blackness in the same way that i hold irishness where i'm just like yeah i guess i don't yeah. really know. like i don't really <laughs> fuck mm-hmm. with it but is that true how important is your black identity to you um I mean, I don't wake up every morning and I'm like, ooh, thank the Lord, I'm still a black person. Mm-hmm. But, like, I like being black. And I do think I'd be a little upset if I woke up white. Uh, just on a straight-up, like, horror movie, what just happened yeah, level. Yeah, it would be very upsetting. Yeah, but you would go and in the mirror and you'd look at your eyes and be like, oh, these are really nice. Blue <laughs> ooh, eyes, they're finally. blue, finally. <laughs> and they follow me. Legally. <laughs> they're the right kind of blue for the right reasons. Uh, but being black, I don't know. I... How important is it to me? I don't. That's it's a hard question. It's such a vague question. question. It's a vague question, but it's like if I, you know, if you ask me, like, describe your your core identity in five words, definitely one of them would be Jewish. I would say that. I for know. Sure. Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh, like you okay. and me, and then I'm like, Judaism is really important to you. Right? Would you say Irish? No, would that be I know it doesn't. It's not in my top ten describers. Let's do it. Let's myself. do five. Um. Ooh, five things about me: fun, bubbly. Uh, sassy, sassy, uh, married. Uh, ma- no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not married anymore. I'm divorced. I don't know. That's a hard. I don't That's ever hard. describe myself. Yeah. You go next because it was your. You well, I met, yeah, and I didn't I mean like what's your personality. That is more of something like in my identity than being black. And on what level? On a pride level. Not pride, but like just, just like is who that's, I am. that's what I'm a fat person for right now. So mm-hmm. like it's just like that's my reality. And then I, don't, I guess black is almost the same. But like I don't know. Can I ask you? And I'll get back to. My, can I ask you this? So what's what do you feel that you've experienced more? I don't want to say oppression, but discrimination. Uh, being, being fat, or, fat black? or being black. Like what? That's a weirdly um, phrased question, but it is a little weird. But like it's or neither. It's weird because you're almost allowed to be fat if you're black. Like it's never. Huh. It's not. That's a fucking hilarious observation. Yeah, and a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's very Especially very women. strange. Yes, black women are like allowed to be like big, independent, fat, and black. Right. And uh, in a, in a, from my perspective, in a beautiful way, <laughs> it seems like very cool and empowering. That yeah, it seems better than being a fat white woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's way better than me as fat white. It woman. seems like it is. Yeah, for and number I wonder of reasons, why. Like, why are fat white women so sad? Well, because I mean, I think that the that the explanation is that the be- and I maybe well, people with blackness, the fatter but, you get, the sassier you get, right? Yes, well, that is that. one thing that but, white people don't well, have. Yes, when I you're think... immobile and black and fat, <laughs> immobile. Woo, the sass level. Woo. If I if I could get up, if I could get up, if woo, I could take this Lord. oxygen tank off, I would be so <laughs> sassy. No, but I think that the conventional wisdom is that because the beauty standard is different. That mm-hmm. it's not you're not automatically taken out of the beauty sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, it's valued in black more culture. In black. You can be empowered yeah. a, and feel confident with your body, whether it looks you know according to Vogue standards or not. Mm-hmm. And that white women don't get that messaging. I think that that's the conventional Maybe. wisdom. That might be it. Also, I guess black men like bigger Thickness. ladies. That's they what like, I'm saying. They yeah. like big old butts. I worked with this girl at a store at a clothing store. 
she has the best name, but I won't say it. She spent like a full year trying to gain weight so she could be like have a fat ass or whatever because she was a very thin black woman and she was like nobody wants to date me because I'm like thin and I live in Brooklyn and like all these girls have fat asses. It's a so, great yeah, tragedy. She, like, Spent time gaining weight. When you when see a Whitney... black girl with no ass, you really do feel like, oh God, <laughs> you poor thing, you. Oh no, what's Whitney your life Whitney was dating like? a black guy and like literally wanted to make her butt bigger. Oh yeah, that's nice of her. Like, I I like I have to. I prefer a large butt, definitely, hundred percent. Butts are nice. I really think it is an honestly. I think it's an Oakland thing. I think that that was the beauty standard that was imposed mm-hmm. in me growing up. So that's what I think is hot. I re- I mean maybe that's re- absurd, but I think it's true. No, I think that's right. What about you? What's your uh, ideal body on a woman? You like a fat I, I guess ass? Proportion, proportion would be my first uh, note, and then uh, <laughs> just either have titties or an ass. You don't if you, you gotta have, have one. If you don't have either, it's a it's rough. What, what about you? What's your um, what do you like like physically in a man besides that that creamy ivory skin? Mm, alabaster. <laughs> um, I like I like uh, what gay men would describe as bears. Like uh-huh, a hilarious. a big guy who's like furry kind of, but also Moses furry. I'll, I got, he's got ooh, furry. If I, could, if I could just gorge myself like uh, like Whitney when she was dating yeah. a black guy, I could be your man. <laughs> I'll get big for you. Well, ooh, mm. don't tell Natasha. But, but you're getting married in October. <laughs> but I cheats though. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. We're great, good. Great. We're now good. Now we're in business. Hopefully nobody will hear this podcast or this Periscope that we're doing right now. <laughs> your Ideal in a man physically. Is a bear. A bear, a big fuzzy bear. A big fuzzy bear. But I also, I don't really have a type of, I just like men. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a lady who, I like men. Are you, are you promiscuous? Do I sleep around a lot? Yeah. Uh, Not a whole bunch, but like, oh, I have a lot of one night stands. You got any? uh, Good for you. Yeah, good for you. I used to have. Good for you to like say it without any sort of, uh. Have, have you ever well, fucked a fan? I'm not ashamed of it. You no, be, I don't know how to make that happen. Because I was, I, I was saying like you know, uh, the difference. How I know that like men and women truly are different. Mm-hmm. Just to go with a, a brand new comedy concept, <laughs> is that I've never met a, a male comedian that. I've never met a female comedian that's fucked a fan, and I've never met a male comedian that hasn't. Yeah, because you guys have several. so many chuckle fuckers. Several. Oh, yeah. I don't think or, there are male chuckle fuckers. I bet there are. I don't, I don't know. They would have made themselves known, man. Yes. But the problem is women aren't going to fuck them just because they can't, whereas yeah. guys will. Exactly. Well, why, though? Because I like, mean, if you are a sexually empowered woman... And you want to fuck somebody? Yeah, I mean, I'm what's, gonna fuck them. What does it look like for you when you do? You ever are you ever at home like I want to get laid and you go find some? Sometimes, and yeah, it's very easy to right. find someone to sleep with. What's that look like? Like going to a bar, that, getting yeah, on hey, Tinder. Hey, baby girl, a, what's that look like? Go to a bar. Yeah, you can go to a bar. If you go to a bar as a woman, you can sleep with at least two people in that right. bar at once. Uh, I would say eighty percent. And you were also speaking of not to get off track. You wanted to know how many, what percentage of men cheats. So let's yes. do that. Let's get back to that after we find out what your fuck game looked like. Okay. Also, you just get on OkCupid and find somebody. Right. But I don't think I'll do that again. I did that once. Something bad happened? And he was just like this, the weirdest guy I've ever met. He offered me a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and I was like, we're not in college. What's weird about that? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> you said you liked white people. That's white people like shit. the most natural yeah. shit in the yeah. world to me. No, no. If you like white men, people. you're going to have to like Mike's Hard it's Lemonade. $2 but value. what about wine? Don't white, white people like yeah, wine. Offer me wine or yeah. something. Beer. White yeah. people love Budweiser. beer. Budweiser. Yeah. Yes, I would have drank that. But, like, he also only fucked me for, like, two minutes, and then was like, you good? And I was like, no. Oh, that's good. pretty good. Huh. You good. He finished? 
Yeah, he finished. And, and then, then he said, was like, good. then he also he was that. like, what do you want me to call you? And I was like, my name? And he was like, can I call you a dirty slut? And I was like, I mean, hey, man, if that's what you want to call me right now, I guess do that. He's like, okay, you dirty. Uh, I'm done. You yeah, good? Uh, <laughs> you couldn't even yeah. get it out. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. That is, uh, first of all, I like his confidence. I like you good. <laughs> uh, I like because it makes it seem like this was a reasonable amount of time. Are you okay? Yeah. Like, that was cool, right? And I also like that, um, that, that, well, that, that name yourself. What do you want me to call you? Think that's just porn. The amount of dicks pics men send to oh, women unsolicited outrageous. to me is crazy. crazy. It is crazy. Dicks pics is, uh, is a crazy way to describe what they're, they're called. Um, I, that was just a little, a little derisive joke. Yeah, 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 fine, <laughs> but you're right, though. It's weird. Why would you ever? I would never. I would send someone a solicited dick yeah. pic. That's fine if someone asks for it, but What's if nobody the asks, process? don't do it. What's your thought process in that? They're like, just yeah. It's like what what have you never? Well, met- I told you about the the woman I met who was a uh, work with with basically sex offenders in Canada. Mm-hmm. She said guys that flash think they're that it's going to lead somewhere. Wow. Oh. Yeah, they really do. Oh, so you're saying okay. all, like on a light level, the dicks picks guy. Is mentally, that it's mentally be like disturbed. a penthouse oh, letter. It's going to be so un- irresistible. To see that dick. Yeah, you've never yeah. met a woman before, basically. I got a dick pic once, so I sent him a picture of my pussy, and he goes, "That's pornographic." And I was like, "But you sent me a dick pic. That's isn't really... it like fair?" What game? I was doing was flirting. What you were doing was dirty. <laughs> that's, that's bananas. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, to your question about cheating. Oh, uh, what I wanted to say, though, is that is sort of part of the game, though. When you're out in these streets, Mm -hmm. and I was in these streets for a long time, the kind of fucking who you can fuck streets, Mm -hmm. once in a while, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. You know, it's just when you're like like literally hitting up people you don't know to fuck, because I did a lot of that. No judgment, because I Mm -hmm. loved a lot of- Does Natasha, you talk to Natasha about Natasha knows everything. Yeah. But it's like, once in a while, you have an experience where you're just like, oh my God, like this is so- Horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I felt no. I've, that was in that moment. I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Oh yeah. I don't do, treat it like this. this. Is awful. The worst. And I just. I a, just look in lo- the mirror and go, "Yo, it's wild in these streets." <laughs> you, if that is the right attitude, actually, it is. is to just shake it off and go like, "Well, that wasn't a good one." I just. You know what I call it the secret life of men? Like what guys are yep. doing, fucking at like one ten yep. a.m. It's just like, it's bad shit, man. Bad shit. It can be. There's too many nights to be a decent person. Dude, I, I've i been in a situation where I'm thinking about a way that You're a woman- you frame, by the way. Uh, thinking about a, the way that a woman scratched her butt while we were fucking, like, too much. <laughs> then I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? I'm not kidding. Lysol on Lysoling my legs. I'm not, this is not a joke or a bit that I'm doing. This is real. Literally in my bathroom, spring Lysol on myself, thinking that somehow that's the way that you cure whatever <laughs> manifested. Wait. I don't know, but it is classically Did cured. Did you ask by... her why she was scratching her butt? No, man. Isn't that what you should do? Yeah. Yeah. I was hooking up with a guy who had like a little, it ended up being, he had a pimple like on his thigh and I was like, what is that? Sure. And he was like, oh, it's like an ingrown hair or pimple. I don't remember what he said. I've told the story before on this podcast, I think of a girl that she was so aggressive in bed, she was biting me, like biting me very hard to the degree that I was like, stop biting me that hard. Mm -hmm. And then we're like a, a few more minutes into the sex session and she looks at my dick and she goes like, what is that? And I look and I go, 
That's you. Fuck, that's a hematoma that you, you created. That story. But, oh, you really? No. Oh, that's no. That's a great story. I was, what do you mean? What is that? It's fucking you. You yeah. just fucking burst a blood vessel in my nutsack. If she was hilarious, she would have stopped fucking you. I mean, yeah, yeah. But anyway, she was so rough that the next time she hit me up, I feel like I have told the story. The next time she hit me up, it was kind of hot, but also disturbed. I'm not in a pain or anything. Mm-hmm. She goes, hey, what's up? That was fun. We should do that again. I go... I don't know. I feel like you play a little too rough for me. I'm not sure I'm really down with that. And her response was so gangster. She just she doesn't go like, I'll calm it down. She just goes, oh, okay, see ya. Like, that was, she was like, <laughs> yeah. we're not dialed. That, it can't be yeah. dialed back. I'm already. It's wild out in these streets. It's wild in these streets. So that's, that, that's the product I have. And if you don't want me to hematoma <laughs> your balls, then. Uh, uh, I we, love her. I wonder where she is now. She. I saw her a couple years later. And. Uh, uh, uh-oh. She seemed like she could be dead by now. She, oh, just, no. she did not look good. She, she, you know that kind of crazy. She that, came in punching the face, right? When she saw you, she was she was you <laughs> bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> you know that kind of crazy though, where you're like, oh, this is quirky and exciting, and then a few years later, like, uh-huh. oh, you're like, disturbed, oh, you're legit crazy. Yeah, oh, that's what yeah. was happening. My friend was recently dating a girl who had like crazy eyes, and I'm sure she, something terrible is going to happen to her soon. She, yeah, she got nominated for an Emmy. Oh, probably. No, oh, crazy no. eyes. Her eyes. Oh, a, I get it. Uh, it's the new black joke. Anyway, uh, oh well. Huh. Um, cheating, Neil. Yeah. What percentage of men? I would say probably at least thirty percent of men cheat. In just and that goes for like committed relationships and marriage. Yes, and I would say, and actually, there's statistics that I've heard that say something like, like no, maybe it's more. Something like sixty percent of men and like. 45% of women, or like 35% of women mm-hmm. cheat in long-term committed relationships, which means like every everybody, long-term couple has a, che- has a cheating partner in it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of overlap, actually, more, yeah, than, more than you would think. Probably like, just because so. they, they neither want to be there. And, and, and it's interesting, too, that women don't cheat like <coughs> that much less than men. Yeah, I, less, I saw that. I saw that. Less. I saw that poll, and I was like, "Yeah, I was, I was sort of heartened by the fact that women also cheat." Yeah, and everybody wants to explain away, like, "Oh no, well, women cheat when they feel they emotionally, don't know. emotionally like do, Women and... cheat because they want to fuck somebody else. It's not like an emotion. You're not giving me uh, no. And some it's, this relationship's not working. That's why someone yeah. cheats. And some men cheat because they're emotionally unfulfilled, and yeah. some men cheat because yeah. they're horny, and some women. It's exactly right. Some ladies get real horny. What? uh <laughs> Do you want monogamy in love? I don't know. I was just talking about this with my therapist before I got here. Um, I don't know if I want to be in a monogamous relationship. I don't know if I want to. I know I don't want to get married. Mm-hmm. I know I don't want kids. I, just, I think I just want someone to love me when I want them to love me, which is like not a relationship. Right. Uh, that's funny because a friend of mine who is married said she doesn't want a husband. She wants a dog. that's a great quote a buddy another buddy of mine said i feel like i've said this on the podcast the key to marriage is sitting around being sad with your wife (laughs) that's kind of beautiful yeah no there is some there is some poetry they're now divorced by the way i relate so much to you because until i started dating someone seriously the parts of a relationship that are the good parts Mm -hmm. are the parts that terrified me you know what i'm saying like i was like I don't want someone there. Yeah, I don't you know? want that. I don't They're want someone always expecting there. expecting emotional I have to fidelity. call you or text you every day. Yeah, what's funny, I like texting my girlfriend. Yeah. I like talking to her. And you I'm, have a girlfriend? Yeah. What I'll, the fuck? Talk about it. Um, Dude, come sorry, on. You man. say don't talk about it? No, I said we will talk about it. Uh, and um, Champs she, exclusive. She, yeah. How is this a new girlfriend? It's like three months. Mm, it's pretty new. Dafuk? 
That's what, yeah, you should tell your friends. You've been right? away. I well, mean, we're, someone we're enemies in fr- You haven't listened to the podcast. Someone before. was in Italy. That's true. That's true. I, I felt like that would have that would have uh, qualified a parchment to Italy. Yeah, stuck to Stop. a pigeon's beak. Yeah. When men get into relationships, do they text their male friends? They're like, "I'm dating." Not even someone. a little bit. No. <laughs> yeah. Not no, even a little bit. Is that what bit. girls do? Oh yeah, I'm dating someone. Like if exciting. I go on a date, Unsolicited. with somebody, I'm like, I'm going on a date yeah. tonight. No. Yeah, no, it's more like eventually you go. I guess I should let you know. I mean, yeah. case in point. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should let you know. Like, I wouldn't. It would have to come up. I'm not gonna be like, so I have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, no, because it feels like bitch shit, kind of like yeah. not. I don't mean female shit. I mean like pussy yeah. kind of. Everything I'm saying is so gendered. I feel terrible <laughs> about it. But. I, but I get it. I get yeah. what yeah, you're yeah. saying. But uh, it's interesting, right? It's a it's a different thing. It's more like you go. I have this theory about relationships that uh, men like basically when a woman and maybe this is ignorant too you tell me if you think so when a woman meets a man that she falls in love with she is allowed to enable and enact and obviously this doesn't this is just isn't true for every woman Mm because every woman is different but if we're going with the aggregate of female sort of like biology almost when a woman finds a man she's in love with she she will enact her instincts uh, of love and companionship and relational connectivity and when a man meets a woman he falls in love with he loves her so much that he will squelch his instincts to like (laughs) roam around and go fuck and he's like you i think you're so dope Mm -hmm. that i'm willing to not do what my body is i can't get into all this right now yeah yeah i have to i still have to fuck uh i have to go to the bathroom so badly right now should we should we say you want to wrap it? Yeah, let's wrap it. Let me say this about Nicole. She's got a pilot that I read, and that is very funny. What's for the MTV, pilot? So okay, you don't want to talk. Oh, you oh, you fine. wrote it? It's no, I did not write it. Um, this man named Christian Landers wrote it. Who the very, who stuff very white nice. people like? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I guess white people like me at MTV, so they're well, letting me do a pilot. Well, I'll also say that uh, Nicole was on my other podcast on the episode that we did. Uh, which episode was it? Do you oh, remember? with the sexy fucking bug man. Oh yeah, with the world's hottest <laughs> oh, entomologist. Jesus Christ! And you're so you're so funny then. You're so funny now, and such a good actor and performer and stand up. You should check her out online. Uh, what's oh, your Twitter handle? Thank you, Nicole Byer. And Nicole Byer. And check her out on Girl Code, and hopefully this pilot be- yeah, it becomes it not a pilot, and we can see this uh, this masterpiece I come to so. life. All right, yeah, been fucked with That's the champs, ladies right. and gentlemen. Bye. Bye. Now you're fucking with the champs.